I'm Ryan. Welcome to today's Bible on the Beach. Now our focus is for disciples to make disciples and for churches to plant churches so that in backyards, on beaches, in coffee shops, in mixed martial arts studios, anywhere and everywhere God wants people to learn and know about Him. We want to invite God into those spaces and places so that more people can be in God's family. Now we've been going through the book of Acts. Today we're going to be in Acts chapter 11 verses 1 through 18. And right now why don't we pray together. Let's just say, God, I know you have something that you want to say to me, something to give me some hope, something to help me see what you want me to see, something that will help me hear what you want me to hear, something that will help me feel what you want me to feel. Help me to receive it today so that I can learn and be closer to you in Jesus name. Amen. <clears throat> now we've been going through the book of Acts. We've been seeing how God uh, often starts, always starts things his way through prayer and people. And that's exactly what's happening. So the church is starting to grow and develop and morph and spill into different places that you wouldn't expect God to be helping people learn about him, but God is unconventional. God breaks through every barrier and God breaks out of every box that we try to put him in. In fact, just when you think there's somewhere God can't go, guess what he does? He goes there. Just when you think that there's someone that would never learn about God, guess what? They learn about God. And that's exactly what happens in, in Acts chapter 11 here. So let's pick it up. It says that the news traveled fast and soon reached the apostles and the believers living in Judea that non-Jewish people were also receiving God's message of new life. So what's happening here is God is crossing cultures. God is crossing ethnicities. God is crossing boundaries. Let me ask you a question. Has God crossed over your culture? Has God crossed over the ethnicities that you like, the cultures you like, the barriers that you like? You see, God loves us so much that he almost always starts by putting some people in our life that are exactly like we are. But what happens is the more you grow closer to God, the more you fall in love with God, the more he asks you to go cross-cultural. So he starts with the culture you like. He stretches you a little bit and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. I've seen this happen in my own life. In a few months, I'm gonna to go to Pakistan. Never been to Pakistan. Um, I don't speak Urdu. I, uh, it's a different color skin. Uh, I don't understand the culture. I don't understand the food. But I have a very dear friend who is a pastor in Pakistan. He was born there. Uh, he's lived there. He's pastored there for nearly two decades. And he's asked me to help him with some water uh, projects that uh, are going to be used for church planting there in Pakistan uh, because water is an incredible problem there, especially as you get closer to the uh, northwestern border of Afghanistan. It's a place I've never been, but again, if you love God, God stretches you a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more. That's exactly what's happening here. So now, and, and you know God's stretching you because you'll begin to feel uh, the, how it's uncomfortable because we like people to act like us. We like people to dress like us. We like people to talk like us. We like people who are just like we are because that's what's comfortable. But surprise, when you grow close to God, he will call you into an uncomfortable life if you say yes to him. 
So here they're going through the tension of that. We pick it up in verse 2. It says, when Peter finally arrived in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers called him to task, saying, why did you stay in the home of people who aren't Jewish? You even ate your meals with them. So notice they won't confront Peter on what God is doing in his character. They will confront Peter about what God is doing in his culture culture bothers people more than the character of what God is doing in our life. It's one of the reasons that I like to wear my spandex bicycle outfit into Sir Coffee because elitist surfers call elitist cyclists butt darts. It's a funny joke. I am both a surfer and someone who rides a bike, but I'm well aware of the fact that people might like me as a person. I, they do not like it when you wear spandex in a coffee shop. In fact, I've often joked with my friends, it's probably the last cultural sin in California is to go into a coffee shop wearing a tight bike outfit. And I have a rule, I don't talk to anybody when I'm wearing my cycling outfit, I just let them talk to me uh, because it's weird. There's a lot going on. But they challenge, they call people out, they call Peter out, on his culture, they don't like Peter hanging out with Jewish people in their house and eating with them. Now, Peter explained what had happened, saying, One day I was in the city of Joppa while I was praying. I fell into an ecstatic trance and I went into another realm. I saw a, <clears throat> in a vision something like linen tablecloth descending out of heaven, being let down by its four corners, and it got close to me as I examined. It saw many four-footed animals, wild animals, reptiles, and wild birds. Then I heard a voice say to me, Get up, Peter, Peter, kill and eat. I said, I can't do that, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that is forbidden and impure according to our Jewish laws. The voice spoke to me again, saying, Nothing is unclean if God declares it to be clean. The vision repeated itself three times, then suddenly a linen sheet was snatched back into heaven. At this time, uh, at this moment, three men from Caesarea who'd been sent for me approached the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to accompany them with no questions asked. These six brothers here with me made the trip and we entered into the home of the man who had sent for me. He shared with us about the angel who had appeared to him and told him to send the messengers to Joppa to find Simon the Rock. The angel had told him, he will tell you and your family the message of how you can be saved. Shortly after that, I began to speak. The Holy Spirit was poured out upon them, just like what happened to us at the beginning. Now, I'm going to stop right there. You see, God had to talk to them about the fact that their culture wasn't the best culture. I got a newsflash for you. Everybody thinks that their culture is the best culture. That's why they keep it. That's why they have it. People surf because they like surfing. People wakeboard because they, wake, they like to wakeboard. People play football, F-U-T-B-O-L, because they like to play football. Or in America, we call it soccer. The rest of the world calls it football. Or people like to play American football. People like to ride bicycles, drive trucks use electric vehicles, gas-powered vehicles. We love our culture and we get, we get offended when anyone insinuates that the way we live our life isn't the best way to live it. 
Well, God wants us to love the life that we have, but he also wants us to connect with other people culturally. Now, that may sound good in theory, but in practice, this is difficult. And it was so difficult, Peter was so entrenched in his culture that God had to speak to him about getting outside of it. Now, let me ask you a question. When was the last time that God spoke to you about going cross-cultural, about being around people that are different than you, about speaking a language that you don't speak, about being around an ethnicity that you're not normally around? Well, God wants to talk to us about that, about all of, about all of that. I said in the previous Bible on the Beach that God wants to challenge our cultural assumptions. And you know God's really talking to you when he starts to do exactly that. And God, will, God wants to challenge our cultural assumptions because he cares about the character of all of the people that follow him. Now, look at verse 15. He says, shortly after I began to speak, the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them just like what happened at the beginning. So God will remind you, God will renew your mind and he will tell you, no, you know what? Every person that I created on earth is made in my image. Every person that I've created on the earth, all nearly 8 billion people, I have a plan for, I have a purpose for, and I wanna use your life to be a bridge over to that person to, rem to show them my love, to demonstrate my love, and to remind them of my love. So that's the tension that we feel in this life. It's why all of life is a test, because God is constantly testing us to go across the levels of comfort that we are normally acclimated to. Now, pick it up in verse 16. He says, And I remembered the words the Lord told us, John immersed you with water, but you'll be immersed with the Holy Spirit. So I concluded that if God is pleased to give me to give them the same gift of the Holy Spirit that he gave us after they believed the Lord Jesus Christ. Who am I to stand in the way of God? You see, God has <clears throat> plans for all people in all places. You believe that? Do you believe that everywhere you go, God has a plan for all people in all places that you find yourselves? You see, this is a godly perspective. This is a biblical worldview. A godly perspective and a biblical worldview will, sh will show you and teach you that every place you go and every person you're around, God has a plan for. And he's trying to use you to be a bridge across to those people. Now, in verse 18, let's wrap it up. He says, when they heard this, their objections were put to rest and they all glorified God saying, look, what God has done, he's giving the gift of repentance that leads to life to people who aren't even Jews. Okay, so it says that when they heard this, their objections were put to rest. We all have objections about why God doesn't want to use us. We all have objections around why God doesn't want to stretch us out of our comfort zone. God is loving and gracious and will address each of those objections one at a time till we get comfortable and we say, okay, you know what I understand now? 
I understand what God's doing. He's stretching me. He's growing me. So I want you to pray with me today. And I want you to be, and I want you to say, God, how do you want to stretch me culturally? How do you want to stretch my understanding? How do you want to stretch my level of comfort so that I can be your hands and your feet everywhere that I go for you? In fact, let's pray right now. God, help me today to be stretched, to get out of my comfort zone so that every person I'm around and every place I find myself in, you will be with me and be flowing through me and be using me. God, would you help me to do this today? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching today's Bible on the Beach. I hope this is a blessing to you. Please subscribe so that you can get these messages every day. They will help you grow. And if they help you, please um, text or tell someone else so they can join along too. Thank you so much. Until next time, have a wonderful day.